You're now tuned in to Life Song Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as host Phil Ramsey, Blake Shankle, and Tom Hammond dig into the Word line by line, verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio. Hello, my name is Blake Shankel, and welcome to Life Song Radio. Along the side of me is Mr. Philip Ramsey. What's going on, my friend? Mr. Phil, good to see you. Good to be here. No Tom today. No, it's no Tom, but... We got his replacement? I like it. You do? Yeah, I think this could... In, uh, <laughs> Increase might, our, our, our viewers and our listeners. Anytime you bring a dog into the scene, <laughs> I did this, at, well, several weeks ago. We'll make a post about Jesus and three people kind yeah. of look on. I put some, I make a little video about flowers. I had a thousand hits exactly. that night. Exactly. So here's what we're going to do. So you, we're going to, uh, our Facebook page will be a picture of me, you, and not Tom, but Daisy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we will get thousands of likes. So this is uh, your new dog. How long have you yeah. had this dog? Uh, probably two months now. No, 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 no. Four months. Yeah. Four months. She's eight years old. She's a Yorkie. Yeah. Yeah. So, cute. yeah, she's a cute little dog. I didn't want her at first, but now I like and now, her. Now he <laughs> you loves can her. see, I love her. If yeah. you're watching by video, she's a pretty little dog. But yeah. uh, my wife and then we're at a ball game. So, I didn't want to leave her in the house because bad things happen when I leave her in the house by herself. So, yeah, she, they rag. I got a, a sh- I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Shizu. Got to be careful when enough. you say that. Close enough. But uh, about 11 years old, lives for me. As a matter of fact, the dog's at home right now going crazy because I'm not there and they rag me. And, and Blake is turning into me with this dog right <laughs> no, here. No, it's ridiculous. I'm not a dog kind of guy, but uh, you know, I think we'll anticipate maybe a little commentary out of her a little later. I don't know. Yeah, she Hopefully. might have a little input on Romans. You, you got, you, hey, you have anything on Israel? Yeah. All right. Good. I don't either. Yeah. If you hear a whimpering (laughs) or a bark, it's not me or Blake. No, it's not us. It will be this dog. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's enough of that. Yes. You get down here and you go lay down. But uh, anyway, we'll feel good to see you back in uh, Romans chapter 11 again. And I think, man, I think two more episodes and we're out of 11, which is, you know, you hate to say that, but we've been in it for a long time and we don't want to beat a dead horse, uh, but we're moving, we're moving along at a, at a slower pace than we have been but it's okay we're gonna once we get into chapter 12 we'll pick up a little bit bit more but uh romans chapter 11 uh you know last week we talked about we focused on uh this verse 26 of of all israel be saved and and looked at that and we looked at um why the the question why will god save all israel and we kind of we we mainly did an old testament study there back in the old testament looked at jeremiah chapter 30 and um, uh 31 and 32 and 33 and this new covenant that god's promised in ezekiel and so we looked at these promises and and it is uh and the reason why we have hope the reason why paul i think puts it here and so all israel be saved is because he believes what god has said in the old testament and uh we do as well and so you know these verses feel in 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 these verses that we're fixing to get into it really is just a paul i think he's just wrapping up his conclusion, wrapping up his summation, if you will, of chapters 9, chapters 10, chapter 11, this whole diatribe, this whole theology lesson on, on, on what happened to Israel, what about the salvation of Israel, which was pretty much the original question that was posed by Paul in early on in chapter 9, correct? Right. And... <clears throat> The Old Testament talks about the salvation of Israel. We know that Israel's going to be saved, but there was a mystery that was brought up right here that we didn't know about before, but we discussed that last week. 
But if you, you've been listening, you look at chapter nine, you know, chapter nine talks about what it's not the children of the flesh, you know, that are, that receive the promise. It's those who are a promise. Mm-hmm. So when you get over here, to chapter 11, it almost appears upon first glance, there's a contradiction between chapter nine and chapter 11. Do you agree? Yeah. Because, you know, before promise, 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 all Israel's not Israel. Yeah. Then you get over here to 11, it says all Israel is Israel. But maybe we'll break that down just a little bit to make it a little bit clearer because all Israel is Israel. Yeah. But, but here's the deal. Not all Israel is Israel. <laughs> so if you just if you listen to those two statements, they seem contradictory, but no, they're really not. There's always been a remnant, mm-hmm. and then at the end of this time period, when when uh, the deliverer comes, those who who are Israel at that time, that's Israel. Yeah, yeah. There goes there's this. Yeah, there's that remnant at right. the very but, end. But it's going to be the mass turning from the Gentiles yeah. to this mass turning of Israel, and the majority of those. Yeah. Israelites will be saved, so we can at that point. I think Paul can say all of Israel yeah. is saved, yeah. and so that's what Paul. So there's no, there's really it may look like a contradiction, but yet there is no contradiction because right. we know that's one of our presuppositions bringing to the Bible. There are no contradictions within the Bible. There may be some, but yet it's only because we're fa- we're uh, we're uh, not infallible. We're fallible creatures, and we yeah. just can't you know put it together at times. But God has given us everything in this Bible that He wants us to know. There are things that we still have questions about, but yet. Those are things that maybe that uh, that that we're not to know at times how God's working it, you know. And even and and we're gonna get here. We're gonna really just a preview of next week. I mean, Paul just really this is his doxology next week, where he says, you know, uh, uh, the the depth of the riches of the mm-hmm. wisdom and the knowledge of God. Yeah. You know, who knows? Don't those you ways? think we kind of get? I mean, uh, for who has known the mind? Don't we want to know? Yeah. Don't we want to know oh, it yeah, all? Absolutely. But guess what? We can't. Yeah. Drives yeah. me crazy. Well, and, and and if we could, then we would then then we would need no no need for God, right? Right. You know that there's no higher power. And what's dangerous is when you can't figure it all out or mm-hmm. you can't make it work like you think it ought to work. Don't ever create a God that you can make that happen to. You know, I tried to do that a long time ago, and and, and, and it jacked my theology up. It jacked my reading up when I tried to put you know I don't I'm not going to use that term put God in a box, but I, I tried to m- make God fit what I thought He ought to fit when then. I read the Bible, I'm like, well, that's not at all who I thought God was. And 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 God, I think the more we read Scripture, the more we, the more I, the way I think He ought to act, it's always opposite. It seems, you know, yeah, he he does that quite a bit. He does. He picks he? the the things that you least likely yep. think he. And and one would be Israel. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so yeah, that's a great segue. So you know, this this uh, I think just this overarching truth here we're going to see is this in, in these verses is that God is. Totally sovereign. If we haven't nailed that point up between chapters eight, chapters nine, chapters ten, he, Paul's going to nail it here. That God's totally sovereign over anyone's salvation, whether that be Jew or Gentile, and we're going to see that here. So uh, let's read here, um, uh, verse twenty-eight. We're going to pick up verse twenty-eight, uh, and then we'll, I'm going to read through thirty-two. Phil, if you got, if you uh, don't mind. So verse twenty-eight, uh, Romans chapter eleven. 
I'm reading now the NASB. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but from the standpoint of God's choice, they are believed for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may now be shown mercy. Verse 32, For God has shut up all in disobedience so that he may show mercy to all. Yeah, just big verses here, Phil. Just just huge. And Paul is just continuing on with... with uh, uh, these explanations of Israel still. We're still not out of that context of of dealing with Israel, mm. right? Of dealing with the salvation of Israel. And, and Paul here, you know, looking at verse 28, he makes this distinction, if you will. Uh, he, he's, he, what he does is he contrasts two ways for us to see the nation of Israel. Well, and, and so, so look here, the first half is from the standpoint of the gospel. So he wants us to look at from the standpoint of the gospel of Israel. Mm-hmm. This is what he's looking at. From the standpoint of that, what does he say? He says, they're enemies. They're enemies for his sake, or for your sake, rather. Yeah. That they, being the pronoun, that would be Israel. So they're enemies to the gospel, right? And that's the that's that gospel perspective, if you will. Uh, he says that, uh, and, and again, they being these unbelieving Jews, right? Uh, and, and and he says, I like this, but uh, you look at it; they are enemies, not were enemies, but they are, are present tense. Mm-hmm. They are enemies of the currently. They are enemies of the gospel. And here's the thing about it: just pulling us into it as well. Anyone who are who are disobedient, unbelieving. Our enemies. Yeah. There's two people in the world. Mm-hmm. You're either reconciled to God or you are his enemy. And at this point in time, Israel, we we always talk about Israel today, you know, but in God's economy right now, Israel is the enemy of God. And and they are the enemy uh they are the enemy of God for our sakes, yep. which are Gentiles. But there's another another good point. Like you just said, they're enemies for the sake of the gospel, but from the standpoint, this is where this is pretty big time, uh, but from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. So when it comes to God's election, Mm -hmm. they are uh, they are beloved. Now, when it says for the sake of their fathers. Really, it's not based on what their fathers did. Right. You know what their fathers did to get this grace and mercy? Yeah, they did nothing. Nothing. Right. Abraham called out of the Chaldeans yep. or the Chaldeans, moon worshiper. Yep. He he wasn't looking for God at that time. Yeah. Right. Uh, but so so yeah, you're exactly right. There, here's that here's that distinction Paul makes. Paul says for the for the gospel's sake, they're enemies. Yeah. They're unbelieving. But yet, from God's sovereignty perspective. Right, this perspective of God. Here he says there that that, uh, but from the standpoint of God's choice, God's choosing, not your choosing. They unbelieving Israel are beloved, mm. and it's for the sake of the fathers. Like you said, these patriarchs, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. That's who they would have thought of when talking about these these patriarchs here. And, and so, uh, and and what was that? That God's going to make good upon His promises. That he's made to these people, yeah. the Abrahamic covenant, he could, you know, yeah, he did, and he is, and and it's again, it's not based on what they did. 
it, it's a covenant that that Abraham is part of, but God made with Himself, and this is what He does in His covenant. And they are the the beneficiaries of God's mercy and grace. So is anybody else ever in the history of the world that's mm-hmm. ever been saved. It's on uh, God's grace and God's mercy. Well, and that's exactly right. And that's what Paul's showing here is, is he's what Paul's saying here is is look here. This all of Israel is going to be saved. Is is yes, right now. They are enemies of God. He's, he, it's cosmic treason, if you will, for the unbelieving Jews. Again, side note, if you're outside of Christ today as an unbelieving Gentile, even if you're an unbelieving Jew, you're an enemy of God. And Romans 5, 1 says, for we have been made at peace with God. There's, we're not in Christ, salvation. If you have salvation today, you're at peace with God, mm-hmm. right? There, there's, you're not an enemy no more. But that's what Paul's saying. But he's saying from that, but, then he makes this contrast. He says, but, yes, though they're an enemy of God for the gospel's sake, he says, but they are, they are beloved. I mean, that's a, that's a huge word, right? They are beloved because of God's choice based upon what God says in his promises that he's made to Abraham, that he's made to David, that he's made to Isaac, that he's made to Jacob. And the Israelites, the Jews, they've been clinging to those promises, and rightfully so, because the promise maker, the promise keeper made those, and they trust that. So would they be called beloved enemies, you think? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, not. Sure, I guess, if you will. It's not what Paul said. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah, for right now, they're apostate, right? But yet, however, God, from God's perspective and God's sovereign will, there is a future of Israel based upon mm-hmm. his promises, mm-hmm. and he's going to bring that to pass. Yeah, it's going to be his work. Right? So, so go ahead. I don't know, but, but I think verse 29, Paul, Paul explains this. We know that because he has this word for. Yeah. Right? Did you want to add anything else to no, verse 28? I, I think that's good. Uh, yeah. So right here explains this. He says here, for the gifts and the calling of God, they're un- irrevocable. Mm. Irrevocable. The gifts, look, look here, this, this word irrevocable, it's a, it means unalterable, uh, unbreakable, not repented of, meaning unchangeable, if you will. Without regret or remorse. Yeah. So, so, so God's sovereign will to save his elect cannot be altered nor broken. Why? Because it was cut before the foundation of the world. Yeah. Yeah. For the gifts and the calling of God are, are irrevocable. What would you say? I would say uh, the gifts and the calling of God. Mm. I would go back to maybe Romans 9, 4. Would you go there? Yeah, I think so. And, and what, what, what do we... So he's speaking of Israelites in context, right? Yeah. We're speaking of the Jews. What is it, Phil, that the Jews, I think Romans 9, 4, I think that's a good verse. What is it that the Jews have been given? Uh, I'll just read it. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a, and what else have they been given? The main thing that's been given to the Israel. The Messiah. Yeah. It comes through them. Yeah. The gifts. I would say that's huge gifts, right? But yet we know just sitting in a church pew doesn't save you, right? Just by receiving the gifts, just having the gifts there doesn't save you. That's only, a, you know, that's just, that's what God's given. He says by the gifts, but then, but look here, but it's and the calling of God. 
We've seen that a lot. We have, haven't we? This yeah. calling up. If he's following up with the gifts, is the calling. The calling, Phil, that's the application of the truth represented in the gifts. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's the application of the truth represented in the gifts. It's one thing to have the exposure to the truth, but that doesn't save you. There must be an effectual calling of God that takes the truth from the mind and the ear to the heart, and it brings it home to the heart so that there's a regeneration and a conversion. Yeah. So we have... These two are tied together. Gifts and the calling, those are irrevocable. Both mm-hmm. of those go together. Both of those are uh, what God does, and he's not going to change his mind. That's a that's a really good point. I had that in my notes as well. I think that's a good point. First of all, he, I think there's, there's three things here. First, there's a gifts, right? Something God gives. There's the calling, something God does. There's an effectual calling upon the life of the unbeliever. In regeneration, again, who gets the glory for that? God gets the glory for the gifts. God gets the glory for the calling. But then it's also, like you said, it's irrevocable. This is something that, that who's going to thwart God's will? And 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 I th- Paul's just hammering the home, right? He's just nailing that nail deeper and deeper. And what he's done is he's explained this. He says, "But but but look here. Yes, they're enemies, right? It doesn't look very good for Israel at this point. Again, it's just the same point he's been making. It doesn't look very good, but yet they're still his beloved because look here. Not only have they had the gifts, but yet they are called by God affectionately, and it's irrevocable. Yeah, let me just go back. We've hit it several times, but it's so good. <laughs> Romans eight twenty nine through thirty. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Those whom he predestined, and here comes the word, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Mm. So this calling from God to, to Israel is irrevocable. It's going to happen. He guarantees it. And those he calls ultimately will be justified. So so what he's doing is he's likening it to our salvation. Absolutely. He's likening Israel's yeah. future salvation, the promise of all Israel be saved, to the salvation in which we have today. Yeah. Everybody's saved the same way. <laughs> and how is that? It's a work of God. Yeah. By, you know, when you fully wrap your mind around what mercy is and what grace is, and this is what God does apart from anything that you do. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, I mean, I was, I was talking to my wife last night. We were discussing this topic of God's mercy and grace, and do we really understand who this holy God is and what he's done? God has shown grace and mercy to me apart from nothing, solely his choice. And there's many out there that preach the opposite. You have to do this in order to receive this. That's not true. Bible doesn't teach that. Grace and mercy is something that God does apart from anything the human does, and that way he gets all the glory. Yeah, there was a time... There was a time, and I think this is for another show at some point, but there was a time that I believed that as well was that, you know, hey, I had to do something. It's human nature to want to, yeah. you know, we want yeah. daddy to like us, we so do. let's do something that makes him happy. Yeah. But what happened was, was it was, you know, it was me that, uh, no, I have to choose. You know, I have to do this. You did I choose. Have to. I did, but yet, but yet my theology was wrong. Yeah. I did all that following yeah. what God did in my heart. Right. Absolutely. You know, and so all that, it was just, a, it, it was a, it was a, uh, it was, there was the only way I could go, 
based upon what he had done. And so uh, my, my theology was wrong. My thinking was wrong. And you know why? It was just because I, uh, I was devoid of the truth in the scriptures. It was not that I wasn't saved. It was just that I wasn't very learned in what the scriptures actually said until I started diving into them. And then I said, well, that's this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and at that point, man, that's great. Glory be to God. And it changed my life forever. And, and, and I think this is exactly what Paul's saying here. Yeah. Paul's saying it's it's all because of God. Yeah. It, 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 it Israel didn't Israel uh, uh, Israel uh, will be saved based upon what God has done and what God's going to do in their lives. Not yeah. they can be apostate because we you and I were talking about this today. I know you got hold that verse which you're going to read. You and I were talking about it today. It's like how in the world is that all going to happen? How is how is it Israel get back to the nation yeah, and all that stuff? It is, but yet I trust it yeah. because God's ways are higher than mine. Yeah, if he can if he can speak, yeah. and the <laughs> the universes are trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of galaxies are they come about just by his voice. Surely he can get some folks. Uh, and gather them back. I always say, look, he made a donkey talk feel. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, it's pretty big. Don't I mean? Yeah, I wrestle a lot of times with those things. I so how is that going to work? What if a Jew's in Tennessee and yeah. and it's the second coming and he's in Tennessee and he's not in the land? Now how are we going to work that out? I was like, don't worry about that. Just you just have to believe the Bible. Yeah, you know, you just have to believe what it says when it says it. Right. You know, and there's a lot of things we're not going to get. Did you have a verse you wanted to read? No, there? I was just okay. looking back. We're talking, we're talking about work. You know, Ezekiel. 36, mm-hmm. therefore, therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord, it's not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name. And what did they do? Which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And then he goes and says, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to yep. do. I'm a new heart, sprinkle clean water. Me, I, 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 I. This is a work of God. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said something earlier. You said something about mercy. And I think as I, as I read these verses, these next few verses in which Paul gives an illustration, there's a dominant theme within that verse, and it's it's mercy. If you just yeah. go through, you can look here. I've got it circled, or uh, verse thirty to thirty-two. He's he's he. The dominant theme here is mercy, and you can see it. He's done it once in verse thirty, and then in verse thirty-one he does it twice, and then in verse thirty-two he has it once as well. So four times within three verses he's got this word mercy. Let's look at that. Uh, and and Paul here he just expounds upon the explanation. It's the explanation of the explanation, if you will. So because we know that by the word for, again just term. 101. Four, just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience. Now, we <laughs> there's a lot of pronouns here. This would be a really good course for pronouns and who are they's, them, and that. Uh, but, but, what we need to look here is this is this is the illustration, and Paul uses this the Gentiles as an example to show how God works. This is how Paul's brilliant mind works, he's guided by the Holy Spirit, you know, as he writes these things. And so here he says, For just as you, Phil, who's you here? Gentiles. Yeah, so we the, the Gentiles that Paul's writing to, for just as you Gentiles once were disobedient to God. You know, that's that's a good application point there. We won't set heart very long, but you and I were once disobedient to God. And enemies. And enemies of God, absolutely. And you know, that that's who we were. Let's not ever forget that. But you were once disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy. We've been shown mercy. That's why we're saved, because God has shown mercy upon us, Phil, because of their disobedience. Now, who's there? Uh 
Jews. Yeah. Israel. Yeah. The 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 unbelieving Jews, yeah. right? It would be their the, these unbelieving Jews because of their disobedience. For so let me read that in entirety. For just as you, you Gentiles, once were saved Gentiles, were once disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy. And here's why you've been shown mercy. Because of the Jews' disobedience. Yeah, and what would you say ultimately? Would you their disobedience in rejecting Christ? Absolutely. Would you say that's what yes. it ultimately goes back to? Yes, and it, it, that, that's the pinnacle, yeah. right? But yeah. but as you read, as I've been reading through Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel, you see just my goodness. I mean, disobedient ain't even the word. Terrible. But yet I'd do the same thing if I was in their shoes too, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, they were horrible. But yeah, this disobedience. And, but he says we're saved because of their disobedience. And so now he says, verse 31, so these also now have been disobedient. Now, who are these? Jews. These, yeah, Jews. Israel. But this, this would be, uh, these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also maybe now be shown mercy. These right here would be saved Israel at yeah. this point, right? Yeah. These, so these also now have been disobedient, right? They've been at that because of the mercy shown to you, that you may also be now shown, that they also may now show mercy. This this mercy, they're going to be shown mercy. Yeah. Right. This is this is this uh, this great conversion here uh, that that we see here. God ha- having compassion upon the disobedient Jewish people, and that goes back to uh, what Tom made the point back to was was uh, in chapter eleven that um, that the the Gentiles were uh, were God turned to the Gentiles in order to make the Jews jealous. Right. So he says here. So what he's done is he's he's the Jews were disobedient. He turned from the Jews and went to the Gentiles. The Gentiles are saved. And now, ultimately, he says, now they now you've been disobedient that because of the mercy shown to you, they also be now shown mercy. And what happened is, is there's going to be a disobedience to the Gentiles. And then God's going to turn back to the Jews and he's going to save the Jewish people. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's it's. I didn't write this. Paul did. It's it's, yeah. a, it's very and, difficult to follow. And this all happens after the fullness of Gentiles comes in. So when that and we've with that last few weeks when this when this happens when the fullness of Gentiles comes in, I would say that salvation. I mean, there may be some folks that would disagree with me. When they come into the kingdom, God now turns back and shows mercy to unbelieving Israel and shows them mercy. You know, so. It's kind of neat how that works with uh, with both groups of people. So let's uh, we got a few more minutes. Let's uh, we got one more verse. Do we read thirty one? Yeah, no, no, verse thirty two. Yeah, yeah, get that. All right, for God has God has shut up. Now this is going to be pretty neat. Okay, this is pretty neat for you universalists out there. For God has shut up all in disobedience that He may show mercy to all. So this is interesting. <laughs> you see the word all here. What does the word all mean? Well, it doesn't mean everybody in the world. Yeah. Because it can't mean that. So this this all is really just an all-encompassing, if you will, um uh it, it doesn't it doesn't refer to all without exception. Right. It, it refers to all without distinction, meaning God he's he's uh he he Jew and Gentile. Right. Is what it means. So for God has shut all into in, into disobedience. So Jews and Gentiles, all people have been shut up in disobedience. Mm-hmm. So, so that he may show mercy to 
all what all Jews and Gentiles? Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, absolutely. This is this is uh, he is uh, he's done this it, it, again. Like we talked about, it doesn't mean every person on the planet is disobedient to the gospel. We know that, right? That's that's a uh, there wouldn't be anybody saved at that point. You know, there are saved people. We're, we're sitting here, me and you, saved people. But uh, but this is categories of people: Jew and Gentile, both shut up and disobedient. They're in bondage to the sinful human will, and this is what I mean. This is just another thing for human depravity, right? For God has shut up all in disobedience. This is what he's done. He shut them up in disobedience, right? It's, it's, a, it's another statement of the bondage of human will, if you will. He, he has sealed unbelief in the heart of humans. And, and so, but, but, but here's the note how this ends, Phil. So that, so that, that's, that's key, so that he may show mercy to all. Mm. Only God intervenes in the hardness of the human heart. That's, on, that's his doing. He's the surgeon. It, it says he shows mercy to all those, and, and to all, not to everybody, because here's the thing. If God showed mercy to all, there, there would be no place for hell. There would be no hell, well, there, except for Satan and his demons. Yeah, we we, we wouldn't go there. There would be nobody to go to hell. So th- does that because, mean this? Yeah, because mercy is, is, a, is, is something God does, and if he does that to every person in the world, yeah. uh, like you said, there's there's no help. So that does not mean that. So no. this basically means he shows mercy to all. We've been dealing with Gentiles. We've been dealing with Jews. Yep. He shows mercy to both of yep. them. Greek and barbarian, yeah. men and women, children, old people. Right. That's that's this this just every tongue, tribe, and nation. That that's all types of people, yeah. all categories of people, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's just how Paul uses that. And so, uh, the, the, God's going to show mercy despite the fact that He has shut up all in their disobedience. That is the true definition of mercy. God showing this this merciful act, this deserving judgment. Yet He He pulls that judgment back, that justice taken upon that person that's due them. But even in their disobedience, he's pulled that back, and he has shown them mercy. Um, it, it's 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 really Paul ends it with a strong dose of medicine and sovereign grace. Yeah, God alone has shut them up, and God alone will show mercy <clears throat> according yeah. to His sovereign election. I, mean, I, I would say every human on the planet. I would say this though, all, all to disobedience is Jew and Gentile. But I would also say. I would say that entails every human on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And all over here show mercy, I would say all those who what who believe, right. who, who trust Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda of, we we've been through that, you know, in Adam in Christ. So all in Adam, all in Christ, all those who have who are of faith, uh, God has shown mercy. But that was uh their faith is a result of his grace and mercy. Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. I want to. I want to do real cl- clarification real quick. Okay. Just so we messed so up. I, I did. I just said in verse thirty-one. I said so. These also now have been disobedient. That that's unbelieving Jews. I said that was saved Jewish people. That's unbelieving. Yeah, you caught Jewish. me off guard yeah. on that one. Sorry. I, about when that. you said, that, I was like, I know. My, well, I it was too I many. Don't, I don't pronouns. think it's quite as you. <laughs> it was too many pronouns. So that's my fault. I, just so that so these these unbelieving Jews now have been disobedient. That because yeah. of the mercy shown to you, saving Gentiles, they also be now be shown mercy. These mm. unbelieving Jews will be shown mercy. So I didn't mm. want to mess that up. The thought was there. I just translated it wrong. So well, uh, all right, as we close, let's, what is what is mercy is you deserve something mm-hmm. and God doesn't do it. Yeah. He gives you mercy. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. We're all sinners. We're all enemies. We don't want justice, do we? We want mercy. And that's that's an act that he does. Now, what would you give me a definition of grace? Uh, grace would be um, the the unmerited favor yeah. of God upon your life. So God sh- God doesn't give you what you deserve. He gives you He gives you something based on Him, and you don't have anything to do. Yeah, with grace it. is the gift. Yeah, mercy is the mercy is the 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 uh, the, the the act of not pursuing justice upon your life and to get god's grace he also gives you what the gift of faith to what to receive his grace yeah and here's what this does this is what this passage does we're gonna close here just a second just kind of this this passage here showing if you just took verse 32 and 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 knowing that there's this disobedience to god there's this enemy of god you're in a you're an enmity with him there is no neutral position, but yet God shows mercy upon those people. And in context, if you look at who he's showing mercy to, he is showing mercy to the people, the most obstinate, mm. the most hate-filled people. In fact, they, they crucified their Messiah. Yep. They killed God. Yeah. And he shows mercy to them. Yeah. They're, they're apostate at this point, and the guy says, I'm going to show mercy to them. If that doesn't, if that doesn't, have you cry out in a doxology of praise for him, then I don't know what it does. Well, you have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody <clears throat> murdered one of your daughters. And what and what you're going to do is you're going to forgive. Mm-hmm. You're going to show mercy. What does this guy deserve? Rot? Die? And you're going to show mercy and grace. That's what God yeah. is going to do to the, to Israel. Yeah, and 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 so and and as we've weaved this out, right? As this this tapestry, right? We we've weaved it out. We don't we see the pretty picture on the front, but yet the backside we just don't see. God's ways are not our ways, hmm. and in fact, in His grandeur, in His majesty, in His all knowing, in His sovereign will, in His in just His uh, 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 His perfect knowledge. He, he, knowing everything from the beginning to now to the end, we can't fathom it. And in fact, Paul talks about that yeah. in our next few verses. It's going to be really good. Next week. So yeah. join us next week as Paul gives his doxology of 11. In fact, he closes out really the theology portion, portion as we kind of classified, of, chap, of the whole first half of Romans. We, in fact, yeah. we are next week will be our last last. Uh, uh, show of the first half of Romans. <laughs> so another two years in Romans. <laughs> now we'll no, go a little bit quicker. We now. will. We will. We're going to get into the. You know what? The application stage at this yeah. point. That's but awesome. uh, but you know, hey, good show. I feel enjoyed it. Miss Tom. Hopefully, be here back next next week. And and you know this this really impacts our lives. This we 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 should have faith in God that God still saves. Yeah, He saves. He saves obstinate, disobedient mm. people. Nobody against their own will. Yeah. Pray for folks, man. Yes. Pray for folks. Yes. Folks, you just folks, it don't seem like I'm thinking of I'm thinking of somebody right now who who I've shared the gospel with that they have absolutely mm. rejected mm. in a in a in a way that's not good. And guess what? Hey, guess what? Good candidate. Yep. Good candidate for salvation. Perfect. God 
for for your namesake, I'm asking you That's to it. save him. Amen. Anyway, so you go to uh, look us up on Facebook. Search us on Facebook. We're on every uh, Sunday morning, 8 a.m. On Sunday night, YouTube Live at 7 p.m. Look at our YouTube channel, and you can watch all these programs. Also, go to lifesongradio.com. Uh, there you can listen, watch, subscribe to our app, and uh, get kind of get caught up with everything. But I had a great show. Uh, we'll see you next week for another edition of Life Song Radio. See you next week. You've been listening to Life Song Radio. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to continue to study throughout the week, check out the resources available on our website at lifesongradio.com. See you next week for another episode of Life Song Radio.